The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host/slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. It's another Thursday, and you are back with me, the goddess Chaz, Chaz through the Empress Lady Cake Mix. And I'm always excited to come through and talk to you, your views, our news, and holy moly, it won't stop. That is my topic for the night, with it being Holy Week. Just wanted to bring up some things, because guess what? The mask, with all the stress, it just don't stop. Stop. I mean, it just seems like we just keep seeing the same things keep happening. And I do understand a lot of stuff is inevitable. I mean, you know, life be life and life is going to happen. But golly, holy, holy, it won't stop. So thank y'all for joining me tonight. My faithful, faithful followers, viewers, <laughs> listening. However you are supporting the girl and showing me love, I love you. God loves you as well, and God bless you. Y'all know how we got it started. Get it started. We do got, what, but roughly two hours to talk out stuff, you know, and see what's up with the what's ups and what's the what's with the what's, right? Or my uh, what in the what's and my what in the world. You know the girl got someone for you. But y'all know how I get it started. You got to get into that um, prayer, giving all honor and glory to God. God who makes everything possible. I'm telling y'all, y'all, God is amazing. You know, I always joke. Well, I'll be joking myself, right? Like my head keeps falling out on the side. We know that whole little plague about the edges for me and my girlfriends, right? <laughs> no edges out here. Um, but God is so amazing. God knows every head on your head, even when you lose a strength, he still knows that. Every speck of dirt that's laid out there in the grass. In the dirt, on the land, he knows it accordingly to its space, everything. How amazing is he that he sees all and he knows all, I'm telling you. Um, and then also, this, like I said, the same old stuff, same old tragedy. So let's just do it. Get our prayer in, bring some light into this place. Because for whatever reason, it always going to be raining on a Thursday. But whatever, who better else than me to come through with the sunshine, Okay. So let's get it and let's get to talking, talking, okay? Dear Father God, thank you. Thank you for continuing to be with us, Lord, never leaving us or forsaking us, oh, Father God. Reach out to everyone that's hurting right now and that is facing any storm, oh, Father God. Help them, oh, Father God. Remind them that you are the sunshine. Remind them to continue to lean on you and lean on your understanding, oh, Father God. Please let them be able to trust, oh, Father God, in your will and your way, oh, Father God. We are a lost, a lost people, oh, Father God. And even I, even I, God, I, I cry out to you because I'm still trying to find my way, oh, Father God. So continue to just be with us. Continue to walk with us, oh, Father God. Continue to give us strength, Lord, where we are weak. Continue to lift us up, oh, Father God. Things continue to happen day after day, oh, Father God. If it's not us, it's someone that we know. Oh, Father God, just continue to keep our minds, our bodies, and our soul, oh, Father, because we understand that when we are feeling under control and everything around us is out of control, 
like I always say, we can definitely, 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 definitely be confident to know that you are in control of all and you see all and you know all. Oh, Father God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, you got to give all glory and thanks to God who is a controller all because stuff be out of control. That is definitely my topic. Holy moly. It won't stop because it just does not stop. I've been saying some stuff, even when it comes to like the reality show stuff. I know y'all been checking that out right with the um the escape and those sisters, right? Latasha and Tamika huh? going back and forth about this money. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. This is a situation that came up, but we haven't heard this situation before, not from escape, but several, you know, I guess when it comes to that industry and that lane of business, um, that always been one of my inspirations. Like I always say, I can't sing, but I do my hip hop thing and my poetry thing, but it'd be stuff like that, that really have you front of your face and having your neck twisted or, or, or something, right? Like, dang, right? They say money can't buy happiness, and we already know when there's more money, it's more problems, but come on. I just know I was looking at one little um, episode or a clip or something like that where it was more on top of it, where, like, now, Latosha's husband, like, oh, he is coming out to, like, to really be the messy one. What's his name, Rock, or whatever they call him, but that's why he thinks that he can call the shots, or at least Talk to his wife to get her to call the shots because even on the show, they say every time that girl go to say something or any time they ask a question, he is whispering and talking to her ear. They call him her brain. I was falling out <laughs> when I seen that and I was seeing all the little clips because I was like, oh my goodness, that is true. Every time when it comes to something, they asking her, here he go. All in her ear. But you know, originally it was something going on where it was some proceeds. It started off as $30,000. Um, that the sister supposed to took from the other sister and, and um, allegedly the husband was the head of all of the other conspiracy. Now something else is coming out where he has like been gouging some monies from some promoters. So Miss Candy and Miss um what's the what's the other one name? Miss Tiny got their hands on this information and shared it with the sister Tamika and they was confronting her on the episode or whatever that had took a, a glimpse of. So I'm like, this is a mess. Something is not going to go right. You know, they've been coming together, too, to try to do their collaborative tour with um, Escape and SUV. And that has been a battle of the divas, honey. I just been seeing little clips. I don't exactly know which, which um, network that they show air on or whatever. But indeed, it is interesting. And just like I said, it's the same stuff. <laughs> it's the same old drama. And I feel for them. I feel for them. Of course, because they sisters, but we know those different things happen. You already know blood across you um <laughs> quicker than mud. Won't it? It run over you quicker than mud will. Yes, it will, yes, it will. Um, and people say blood is thicker than water, but I'm telling you, when the waters get deep, and especially when it comes to somebody funds not being right, people will do anything, baby. People will do anything for money. My fault was a little dry. Um so that was interesting. I don't know if we got any fans or whatever out here on that show. Please let me know. Oh, yeah. I said, what I said, SUV. I was thinking of the truck. <laughs> of course, that's my man that always is behind me, holding my hand, making sure that I'm reporting stuff correctly. That's right, Monique. Keep me in check. I said SUV, but <laughs> I hope y'all knew that I was talking about SWV. Uh, SWV, if you did not, correction, SWV and escape. Is planning like this collaboration, like concert 
um, or whatever. I think it was a good idea. I love both groups, by the way. Yes, I love both of them. Um, but it's just been some ass on how it's going to start, what show, what song, who's going to end it, both want to be headliners. And just my opinion from I was looking at it, like, why even agree to do the show? Because if you know it's two groups headlining, you know, somebody's going to have to go first, someone's going to have to go last. Why is it so hard? Like, get that money. Y'all already agreed to do the show. Like, do it, do it. Um, but I know it's a whole bunch of that. And they was going back and forth and then some shady comments, you know, about how many followers people got on social media, what their demands are when it comes to their dressing rooms and things of that nature. So, y'all, it's a mess. They were stressing me out. I told you, it do not stop. But it's interesting, and I like it. I like it. And I like Candy. Candy is definitely about her business, in my opinion. But Candy, she be everything. I always trip off her, especially... Because her and my daughter and I same, share the same birthday. And I see so many similarities. Y'all know I'm always talking about the Tauruses stuff too, right? Not the Tauruses, but like the Zodiac signs and characteristics of the Zodiac signs. And Miss Candy is definitely a Taurus. Yes, May 17th. And my daughter will be 13 um, this year on the 17th of May. And she's feeling every bit of it. Trust me. Yes, trust me, trust me, trust me. Another thing that I want to bring up. Now, y'all know the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about who my boy. <laughs> Nobody else seemed to be talking about him but me. That's right, Maury McGrath. And right now, it's like, here I am again, keeping his name alive. Because those who don't know, I have been reporting on him. He was the former chief of staff to our governor, our former governor, Larry Hogan, uh, who had a case that came up here in Baltimore. He was due to appear in court for what was like an arraignment to see if they had enough information to, you know, I guess officially charge him. It was some fraud, some uh, some theft and things of that nature. He had um, actually lied about, well, allegedly lied about getting a severance pay. I told y'all that was like the whole annual salary of a former position that he had held in the EMS. And it was a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, in this controversy, well, my controversy, I'm going to say for me, because <laughs> for me, it was like a whole conspiracy because when the guy did not show up to court, it was like nobody wasn't talking about it. But me, I just felt like it wasn't enough being reported on it. Not far as like they wasn't looking for him. We know he didn't show up for court and that he had a FTA and the FBI and then we're doing an investigation, of course, to arrest him for not appearing for this court hearing. But it just was like real much hush to me. I just felt like if it was somebody else and especially if it had been under the reign of our current governor or if this uh, Roy McGrath had black skin, then they would have made more of a deal of it. Um some people disagree. Well, I'm thinking everybody disagrees because nobody wasn't really talking about it. And I think that was the most thing that enticed me to keep on talking about it because I was like, wow, something like that happened. And they just acting like, you know, it ain't nothing. They was letting out a little bit of information we knew about after he did not appear that they did the raid up at his house up in Florida and everything else. Wow. This is the update, you guys. They didn't kill Roy. They didn't kill Roy. They didn't kill Roy. Now the information that has came out 
is that, you know, the FBI had knew that he had purchased the used Cadillac, uh, a gun, had several phone, um, cell phones or whatever that he was using. I think they called him up in Texas. So I don't know if he was trying to, of course, he was already eluding the police, but I don't know where he was headed to because I know I previously had shared with you guys that he had on returned in his passport. Um, and that was another thing that I was wondering, like, where's, where's Roy? Where did he go? Where did you go, Roy? And you know, they ain't talking about it. I thought that it was his hush. But yeah, Roy is deceased. He was a wanted man and he was deceased. Now, my question is this. Because, see, I kept on talking about it, giving it like it was like a conspiracy thing, right? But now I'm like, they weren't really talking about it because those were already their plans. Now, again, these are my opinions, and this is me giving, like, what in the world. You know, I'm always trying to dig into and see what's up, what's up, what the what, what's, what's, what. And this right here, this, it ain't something right about this. I do not care. That's why it was something in me that just had me keep on talking about it. Now, they wasn't talking about it. And then just like out of the blue, okay, they found him and they shot him. They killed him. Now, there also was a report saying that um, initially they were not sure if the wound was self-inflicted or if he was actually shot by FBI agents. So an investigation is going on. But I think information has later came out that the FBI um, later shot him. But I don't know. No sources or anything that I've been reading um, with any of this information um, has shared that. Because, again, they haven't been sharing much of anything about this Roy McGrath and this whole situation. I do know um, prior to this, which I was going to report on when I came on um, this Thursday, that another book, yes, another book. Remember I was telling y'all that Nofter had released it and on Amazon. Um, he wasn't on anybody, but the second one had came out. Um, title, I think we betrayal too, or whatever. I know the first one was betrayal. Um, so I don't know. Y'all wasn't looking for him like that, wasn't making no big deal. I understand that he had purchased this used Cadillac, a gun and the phones that they had the information. But now I just really want to know what conspired. We know that he was a wanted fugitive, like I was saying all along, like it was known because he did not show up for this court hearing. So we knew that. But what happened? What When they pulled up on Ray, he pulled his gun out? Or did they hear him shoot this gun off? And that's when it was a self-inflicted run and they began to shoot. I just don't get it. Like, Boy. Boy. he wasn't he wasn't oh, wow. dangerous, so now they now they shot him and killed him like he was a murderer. Or did they hear the lady on the radio say that they wasn't doing enough and they would have been killed that man? Is That's that what he said? Let me tell y'all. Well, <laughs> listen, they certainly ain't listening to no And if that's the case, and they hear me saying all that, then baby, I'm telling y'all now, if something happened to me. Look to the FBI because I was trying to keep Roy name alive. So that was the joke. <laughs> so that was the joke, right? When it first came out, I didn't even know. Again, now that they have killed him, again, another part of my point. They are just not talking about it. Have y'all heard that they killed Roy? Did y'all? Did y'all? It's not okay. I looked at the news all this morning. I think they said like one little thing, and that was it. And then they went on a report and everything else. And I'm like, wow, here we go again. So Monty 
and messaged me and was like, you got that big shot? And I was like, oh. So it's not a joke and better, right? But I was like, immediately when I responded, I thought I'm going to hit like, oh my goodness, not Roy. Because again, I'm the only one talking about it. And it was him. They didn't kill Roy. They didn't kill Roy. They didn't kill Roy. I mean, I wanted y'all to talk about it and do something about it. I wanted to know what was up about it, but I certainly did not want y'all to kill him. I mean, I was with the lawyer. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking with the lawyer, I hope that he was all right. I hope that he was all right. But my thing is, guess what? Roy went out riding. He bought that used Cadillac and he bought that gun because he knew how they was coming. That was the plan. He knew. He knew. That he knew that they was out to kill him. They they had to kill him before he killed something, some type of secrecy that was up in this little Maryland government. That I'm telling you, it's bigger than we think it is. That's why it kept on coming back to me to talk about it. And now Roy McGrath is deceased. Yes, Roy McGrath is deceased. Prayers out to his family. Yes, I wanted them to find out where he was at. I wanted them to see what was going on. I wanted to hear more about it. I wanted to know why he did not show up for court. I wanted to know why was this so acceptable to society? Why wasn't anybody talking about it? And why wasn't anybody feeling like I was feeling like this is a little weird that something to this degree is not being talked about at all. And so now it's definitely, it's definitely giving me something ain't right by. And now you will never know. <laughs> and now I will never know because the FBI is definitely still not saying anything. The news stations are certainly not saying anything. So Roy McGrath passed away with the allegedly alleged charges of theft, fraud, and things of that nature. And um, I got to get these books on Amazon. I don't know if it was. Um, actually um, written by him or he had anything to do a part of it. I told y'all before that uh, when someone had got like the first two chapters, I got to read a little bit of it and I had the same view as what other was the reading of it. I mean, the others views of it where it was like, it was stuff that was shared in it, but it was stuff that was already publicly reported. So it was like, okay, this doesn't necessarily have to be someone that is on the inside um, for them to know this information. Like, we all knew this information. So it wasn't giving us anything additional, in my opinion, and that seemed to be the opinion and the views of everyone else who had got able to read these two um, things. Because it was, like, put out there. That was part of, like, the promotion to try to get you to buy the book on the Amazon. So it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. They didn't kill Roy. They didn't kill Roy McGrath. And why? Why? Because he stole that money. They killed him over money. Essentially, they killed him over money. They killed him over money. Yeah, I had questions. Like I said, I wanted to know why y'all weren't talking about it, but I didn't want them to kill that man. They killed that man. I guess they're saying now because he was what armed and dangerous because he had this gun. Um, we will never know if all the the backstory of what happened when he played or he was in this position working for the Maryland um, governor and everything else like that. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear what the FBI is saying about their investigation. That always gets me too when it comes to like <laughs> that investigation part over something 
that happens between these departments and stuff like that. Like, I know the investigation needs to take place, but it just always amazes me, like, how no one knows what happens. Nobody, everybody was there, but don't nobody know what happened. So they got all of them got to get their, their story straight. That, that's really what the start of the investigation is. All of them got to get their story straight, make sure all their stories, you know what I'm saying, intertwine and collab collaborate with one another. So it can come off right. So, oh yeah, you heard that or whatever ain't even happened. You know, a lot of that going there too. You know, they be told, yeah, because remember we heard the gunshot? Oh yeah, when I heard the gunshot, uh-huh. So they can really get their story straight. That's how that investigation start. So we'll see because now all the information is going to come out is what happened during this encounter when they finally came across the fugitive Roy McGrath. When they came across him. That's all we're going to get now. What really took place? What happened when they pulled up on him in his Cadillac? And I'm making a joke about it, but just like I said, he bought this Cadillac. He had his multiple phones and he had his gun. Oh, Roy, Mr. McGrath was ready to ride because he already knew what was going on. That's why they wasn't talking about it because that's the first thing that pops. That's the first feeling that I get. That's why they weren't talking about it because they already knew what the mission was. And that was to make sure. Uh, that he never showed that support. <laughs> and yeah, they did that. They did that. Again, that's my opinion. Again, that's my opinion. Call me crazy. Yes, I know the FBI is listening. So guess what? <laughs> I, well, I ain't going to say that. I know they bet that be at my door. But like I said, something ain't right about y'all. Y'all killed Roy. Y'all killed Roy. Y'all wasn't talking about it. Y'all hush hush. The media and everybody else been talking about it, but y'all can't hush me. And I ain't gonna be hushed right now. Cause now I wanna know what happened. What was the reason to shoot and kill him? Yeah, they rushed him to the hospital, but he already died of his injuries. I don't know. It's nothing out there yet about how many times he was shot, how it led up to the location where he was. Was it a tip? I know money, um, well, an award you know, was already put out. I think it was like a sum of $20,000 for information leading up to his arrest. So I don't know if they received tips, if information was presented or whatever was the case as to how they located him on this day and he was killed. So again, they're saying they don't know if it was self-inflicted initially or from the FBI, but we won't know, I guess, until they finish their investigation because they don't know who shot first and how he died, they just know that he's now dead. So yeah, and I'm gonna keep on talking about it. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep on talking about it because this thing is puzzling to me. So keep your eyes open because that is definitely a what in the world. That is definitely a what in the world. Um, stuff that's going on here, you know. Let me give you some good news. Um, y'all know uh, on April 26th is Tate's Taxpayers Day. Annual Taxpayers Day, that's when the citizens here in Baltimore will get to get their voices heard and be able to discuss this new fiscal budget that the mayor has just announced, the fiscal budget for the year 2024. Um, I've seen his announcement earlier. Um, it seems like a lot of it is going towards education, um, where it's based on a Kerwin um, commission. Um, it's something that is a commitment that they have to actually um, put up. So it's, it's something done by the system that kind of allegates how much each jurisdiction will give up 
to um, this initiative. It's called something um, Build Baltimore Better or something. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all because I had it written down. Um, okay. It is known as the Blueprint for Maryland's Future. It's actually a current commission commitment and is a, num a number of money mandated by the state education um, high, it was actually higher than what the city anticipated. So Mayor, Mayor Brandon Scott did say that it will be some challenges. I think it's over. Um, this whole budget was what? I seen one source say $3.47 billion. I seen another one say $4.36. Um, but more of them were saying $3.47 billion. So that's what we're going to go out, um, go with. It's actually a proposed budget for the year. Um, there is Definitely going to be some updates, some changes, some revisions um, between now and June, I think, as to when it's supposed to be set. Um, I mean, um, confirmed, I guess, and satisfied amongst all. And April 26th is the day after COVID and stuff hit that we did not have the capacity within these departments to actually handle um, the recycling and the recycling system. So he's thinking that these 37 new positions at the DBW will help for that. He wants to also fund senior centers. He wants to increase funding for victims of the shootings, violence, crimes. I thought it was a great idea. Um, he wants to create full fire safety um, positions within the fire department. One of that, that initiative came from that terrible incident that happened back in 2021, um, the fire on Stricker Street that killed three firefighters. Um, so he wants to create these positions be within the fire department to address that um, fire safeties and hazards. I know before they had started this initiative with putting like the diamond red, um, the red diamond decals on houses that were deemed unsafe to actually enter um, which I thought was a, a, a good idea, but I had learned from another story that it was already presenting problems. Um, like one house had caught on fire. I don't know if it exactly had that decal on there, um, but the firefighters did not aggressively, I guess, enter this home and look for survivors. Um, they said no one was in there and like a relative of a family went back like a couple of days later because he couldn't understand why his why his brother wouldn't be found, he would be in there. And sure enough, his brother, he located him on like a stairwell. So, um, and it had been determined that the fire department didn't even go into um, the residence to kind of do that thorough investigation. Um, so that was really sad. But yeah, they wanted to, of course, create these fire safety positions to try to avoid those type of tragedies. So I thought that was a good idea. Um, within the Baltimore Police Department. Now, that was a big shocker, too, because within this budget, it wasn't a lot um, that was spoken on or going towards BPD, um, which is not like Baltimore history, because usually um, is a tremendous amount of L funding in that budget to go towards um, that department. Um, however, they do want to increase within that department as a brute violence unit that currently only has 24. So they want to increase the staff in there. I think I've seen it to like 60 um, or so. They want to also increase the GVRS, which is the group violence reduction strategy. I think I shared with y'all before that I was actually working for that um, when it launched here in the Western District of Baltimore City. Um, but they want to expand it according to the numbers. The initiative is is working. It's reaching some people. Um, it has brought down 
some crumbs. So with that working in this district, they want to expand it to other districts. Um, and what do we know? We know they need to do something. <laughs> they know they know they need to do something because gun violence is definitely um definitely rapid. It's definitely rapid. And it has to be other alternatives to it. So I definitely was for that. And one of the most things which is gonna lead me into my other what in the what, because I don't know which I, I, I know which way to be on the fence, but I'm a little confused about why some people's response was what it was, but we're going to talk about it. Um, but what they wanted to renovate, renovate and reopen some recreation centers. What I thought was awesome, because our youth don't have nothing to do, nothing at all to do. I also seen talks as well. I'm sure because I'm looking in front of me. <laughs> and this space that I am is getting attacked by ants. Yes, the ants is out. And they're like, on my saying, on my saying, at least like two of them. So I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and that's right why I feel like my nose is running. I don't know if it is or not. But what? I don't have an issue with bugs. I don't. It's the little bugs. It's little bugs like that that hurt me. The ants, the little bugs that can get on you and crawl, the little, the little bugs. Now, if he big enough for me to see him, I don't feel as I don't feel as threatened. I don't know why, but I just don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but yeah, that was a good thing. Like to renovate and reopen some recreation centers, these youth definitely don't have enough to do. Well, enough of the right stuff to do, should I say. And then when they do do stuff, it's always a problem. But they supposed to be putting some money into that, which I thought that was really good. Um, again, it was really high of the amount that was going to support the school system which was $400 million. And again, Al Mayer said that it's going to present some um, challenges because he wasn't aware that that mandate of that money would be so high. But the way that that was mandated and where that number comes from is from a state-mandated formula. So that formula, I do believe, comes also from that Kerwin um, commission who was just like over everything educational um, that determines the poverty across Merlin, right? And how much funding each jurisdiction will have to come up with. So based on this formula, the poverty or whatever, however they do the math, that's how they determine which each jurisdiction, which each school system here in Merlin will have to contribute to this fund. So we already know, we already know Baltimore City, um, you know, when Tesla's come out, all this stuff that we already knew, them Tesla's came out, uh, the dropout, the attendance rate, all the controversy that's always surrounding that system. Um, so it was surprising to the mayor, but not to me. Of course, I didn't know about the formula or what have you, or that it would be mandated for them to have to supply something based on this formula. Um, but I am great, I mean, great or glad, <laughs> if it was great, or oh, I'm glad to see that this extent of money is being contributed. Um, and it looks not, not because we wanted to, but because it's being mandated, because it, and this formula is a need for it. So, um, thank goodness for the formula, I guess, because it wouldn't have been in there. <laughs> It probably wouldn't have been in there if it wasn't for that formula because it was mandated. So um, the good thing is, though, that our mayor is following through with the mandate. Um, I've seen statements that he's made is that this is going to be the biggest 
you know, in our city history and this type of investment, and we are investing in our greatest asset, which he says are our youths. Um, so a lot of that, like I said, a lot of that money, aside from the school, is going to re uh, renovations, um, reopening the rec centers, increasing wages for these youth works, um, the DPW, more position, the BPD, the GDRS. So everything kind of looks like it's in support. Uh, the youth is in support of trying to get a hand on this gun violence here, on violence um, in general. And then I also saying something too is that it was to add to violence prevention in schools, which I think is really, really needed. You know, some type of um, conflict resolution, something um, within these schools, um, because just like they get the information or they get these initiatives to do other things when tragedy is happening, um, for the life of me, it's not enough initiatives or things set in place in response to the violence, to the gun violence and all the other senseless violence that occurs here in the city. So hopefully, like I said, stuff happens. And when things happen, it brings about change. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's not done proactively. Um, you would like to see to be done beforehand, before everything gets out of hand or before these tragedies continue to happen. But hey, however it needs to be done, it needs to be done. Um, and I know a lot of people who are victims or who know of victims, a lot of people, and I know a lot of people who have lost their children to the systems violence here, uh, it's proud of that, or at least feel some type of good that that is coming about and that their family members mm, have not lost their lives in vain. Even though there's always a tragedy and nothing can bring them back. But a lot of times, you know, you see that all the time when we seeing it being reported in um, um, the uh, the parents are reporting on their loss and everything else like that. They're always saying that something more needs to be done. So what more can be done? I don't know. I don't know. I always, like I say, I pray to God. <laughs> I hope that y'all praying to God for your purpose and praying that whatever you can do, whatever God is doing, that I'm involved and I can be a part of it. Um, just like I always tell y'all, I confirm that this right here is just saying information with you all. And also on top of that, encouraging you all to, you know, you better live. That definitely is the business. So anything that you can do with where you are, where you at, do it. This budget has came out. If you can participate in the annual taxpayer day and let your voice be heard on April 26th, get them there and do it. Voice your concerns or voice your support of um, this budget. What is being spent on what? what your thoughts are or what your ideas or where it needs to be. I also seen talks that they were trying to do um, the dirt pipe pub. Like we know that that's been rapid here in Baltimore city. And you know, it's been unsafe. It's been unsafe for both um, pedestrians, people driving the dirt bikes and us driving in our vehicles. But um, if that's the thing and that's what they are into, I mean, 
Give them something to do. Give them something to do. And that's what gets me into my next what and the what. Now, just yesterday, well, let me say first today. Y'all know today was the Oreos opener day, the game opening day. They were supposed to play today. Um, the game has been postponed because of the storm. Yes, it's storming down. It's raining. I told y'all. Um, the store comes <laughs> like what what on the Thursday and I come through the rain and sunshine. So it has been rescheduled for tomorrow. So the game is to be held tomorrow right down downtown. Um, but just yesterday, a lot of people were saying that it was a mess downtown. It was a large group of youth that were in the downtown in the harbor area. Um, police were summoned to the corner of East Pratt and East Lombard Street. I think that's right there along the businesses of things like the Shake Shack. Um, that other one, too, is over there in the corner. That's actually where I went for my birthday. But all of those businesses, the Ch Chipotle and things like that, that's right there in the area. Um, they actually were um, informed to close early or I guess encouraged to close early because of this crowd of youth. Um, it was alleged reports that it's supposed to have been a group fight or a large fight amongst the youth, but nothing is confirming that. It just seemed that these youth were out downtown. Um, no particular reason. It wasn't an event that was happening in the area. They were just downtown out trying to do something, enjoying their spring break. Now, and I've been seeing a lot of comments um, some even, you know, from the video clips of the news, you know, a lot of adults saying, get y'all kids and, um, do this or, um, yeah, get y'all kids or it was a mess. They just was blocking traffic and everything else like that. Um, some were upset that no, none were best, um, arrested. I think the PBD did a good job, um, diffusing the crowd in the way that they addressed the situation. Cause, Again, they wasn't doing nothing. They was just down there. They was trying to hang out. As y'all know, we've heard previous reports about these crowds gathering at the different malls um, in the city and the counties. Um, even recently, as out at Columbia Mall, um, where they had changed the curfew on the weekends. I think it was 4 o'clock. Yeah, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. If you was at the 4 o'clock, if you're not 21 and older, you cannot be on the property unless you are on the property um, with an adult. So that means if you was 19, 18, 17, 20, even 20, at, at 4 o'clock, you would have to leave Columbia Mall and that whole premises right there. Now, this was in a response to crowds that was gathering there as well and a couple of disruptions um, that was taking place. And we know several incidents that had happened at Towson um, falls with the same here. We know that it was a lot of worry about these groups gathering and and fighting and doing different things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I didn't hear that they were downtown doing anything. We're just trying to find something to do on that spring break. It's the same thing they're going to have to do. The police going to have to be down there when all the Oreo fans showing up, when they blocking all the intersections and when they down there. Um, so uh, I don't know why the response what it was or why it was a problem because they seen this girl maybe because it was mainly black kids and they were gathered downtown. So, yeah, I mean, they thought trouble was coming because unfortunately that is usually the case. I just now was saying to someone the other day, like, oh, it feels so nice out here. We were in the car. It was warm. I was trying to enjoy it. Yes, definitely. Um, 
great weather we've been experiencing, even with this rain. I, you know what? I'm just one of the people that appreciate it all. I, I'm one of them. When it's hot, I, I acknowledge I'm hot. When it's cold, I acknowledge it's cold. Um, things of the nature, but I appreciate all the weather, all the seasons. <laughs> I really do. I have my faves, but I appreciate them all. Um, so I just know I was in the car with somebody and I was bobbing. I was saying that like, oh, it's so nice out here. But in the midst of it, I mean, every corner we turned, every corner that we hit, we heard sirens. We seen police cruisers flying past us. Um, we seen people running through red lights, just driving crazy, music going, just blasting. And I was like, yeah. And also with the good vibes comes the bad trends. So we want to see a whole bunch of that with these good vibes and this good weather comes the bad trends and it's just a mess to me that we even have to feel like that or think like that when a warm weather approaches like when it's so beautiful outside that we have to really know that bad stuff gonna come like we already know it <laughs> what i went even happening like that's where it's really the unfortunate part and that's the way i was at like i was like it's so nice it's gonna be some mess and then it kind of has you on edge. Like I said, I never live in fair. I hope that you guys are not either, but you got to be smart. And growing up here in the streets of Baltimore City, oh, I'm smart where I even was <laughs> riding through like a little side street and it was so crowded out there. And, you know, I'm not stereotyping anything or whatever I say that, but I could tell it was some mess. You know, my senses just was on and I just was sitting there in the light and I was like, Lord, please, like this light change. Cause then, and sure enough, as soon as I pulled off, I heard the all in and everything commenced. Cause I kind of already seen it when I went through. I seen it leading up to that. Um, so again, we got the good weather, we got the good vibes, but here come the bad trends. I didn't see no issue with it with the youth down there gathering. They don't want the youth nowhere. They don't even want them in the mall. I mean, it's unfortunate because I know that. Some of these kids are running them up. I know some of them are gathering at these locations just to have disturbances or whatever. But it's also unfortunate, too, that when we have situations like this where kids are just, like, gathering. Because I really think that's just what it was. They just was gathering, hanging. I don't know. They can't go nowhere else. They don't want them at the mall. They don't want them hanging in the mall. So kids was doing that, you know, um, on the weekends. In the evenings, that's what they was doing. They was hanging at the mall. Everybody did that. We did that when we was kids. Um, but now they don't want them at the mall. There's all these curfews at the mall. There's all this police presence around the mall. They don't want them at the mall because of these spoiled apples that ruined it for the whole bunch. And now they worried about this. So I was like, well, was they really worried? Um, I think more of it might have been put on it because the the day, the next day was being Oreo game opener for real. That's just my little thought on it. That it might have been more. So they was already like, oh, Lord, here they go. Start. We got Oreo game opener tomorrow. We got these visitors and these tours and stuff like that coming down there. I just don't know. The kids was downstairs. I mean, downtown. I know it was a large quantity of them. I mean, it's reportedly what? 300 to 500 kids. Um, was out here. And I think that's just what it was. It was just like so many of them walking across the street, standing in groups, talking amongst each other, where people were assuming that a disturbance, <laughs> I mean, of course, it created a disturbance, but that wasn't, I don't think that was their um, in the, uh, uh, um, intention, where 
a disturbance because there was so many of them and business had to close and everything else like that because they were on suspense that possibly something was going to kick off and then some people actually was reporting that it was some fights but when the police came they didn't confirm that they didn't observe that no injuries and no arrests kudos bpd kudos and give these kids something to do give them something to do give them something to do I mean, I'm in shock too when I go somewhere and I see see large crowds or something like that, especially when it's not a specific event going on. But at the same time, like we have a population here. We know we have a population of our youth. We know that it's spring break. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? They were downtown hanging out. Now, I don't know if somebody got wind and say, hey, are we going downtown? But I'm thinking that's all they would have had to go because otherwise they would have been at the mall. Some would have been out Towson. <laughs> Some would have been out Columbia at this mall. Some people would have been at that wall. But y'all want them in the mall. Y'all want them to hang out because they come there. And I mean, yeah, wherever you have a large group of people that gather, whether it be youth, well, even if it be in adults, because sure enough, that Orioles game opener got um, rescheduled for tomorrow because of the rain. But sure enough, the crowds are going to be back down in this downtown area. So BPD be ready. And even amongst these adults, is it, I can tell you now, without it being confirmed, it's probably going to be a fight or two up in that stadium when them adults and them, the, <laughs> them fans get that beer in them. And that's just the truth. So I don't know. I don't know what people really seen. What was the issue of the youth gathering? I do understand because that has been the trend that when they gather, say, come, holy moly, it won't stop. It'd be the same old bull crap. Um, I'm glad that that wasn't the case, that it wasn't a situation that expanded to that magnitude of it being that disturbance um, that it could have been. Uh, but at the same time, What's wrong with them hanging downtown? Because even on the news reports, you know, people said, get y'all kids. And I mean, yeah, get them. Get them and have them starting to do. But, I mean, what were they doing? What were they doing? I'm saying get them if they're doing something. Get them if they're doing something. Get them if they're doing something. I can understand the, the police being dispatched to the area because of the large crowd. They don't know what's going on. Like we said, it's not an event taking place. So, um, it's not common for them, this many people, um, this many youth to gather right there at, month, at once, but it's doing, I guess, on it, but it's not uncommon either. So I'm saying it's not common, but it's not uncommon either. Like that's what downtown in the harbor is for. That's why they got the eateries. That's why they got all the places for them to source and everything else like that. But oh, I guess they don't want nobody in the city, especially the youth, to be down there. Well, I can't even say who don't want to be down there. <laughs> oh, the businesses, because allegedly that's what was calling. Like when they were seeing this crowd of these youth down here, it was the businesses that was allegedly calling. So I guess they thought that something was going to happen because it was all these black kids just hanging around. I don't know. I don't know if they was coming in patronizing their business. I just don't know. But the Baltimore police showed up. They didn't see no fight. Somebody was saying there was a fight. They didn't see none. But they kind of just like dispersed the crowd. I, um. There's reports that when they showed up to the scene, 
they kind of did show up with their sirens and everything on kind of it's just like a strategy to the first see what was going on before they were able to got kind of like investigate or observe what was going on but according to bbd it wasn't any fights nobody was doing anything wrong and they didn't make any arrests they didn't feel a need to address the youth and everything in this manner now i also seen people already getting backlash to the commissioner saying oh because there's so many um you know, cases with civil rights violation. That's going to lead me into my next one that I found about an investigation. Holy moly, it won't stop because we keep saying the same things too with these polices and stuff killing um, people, armed, I mean, unarmed people, but in this case, I think the guy was armed. He didn't have it on him, but it was in the vehicle or whatever. Um, we're going to talk about that. But yeah, what did they do? I don't know. Talk to me. Y'all know the phone was. It's always open at 443-642-9403. Even if you don't want to talk to me and let me hear your lovely or your handsome voice, you can definitely, lovely, beautiful, lovely, handsome voice um, on the line. Then don't hesitate to hit me up in the chat. Say something. Let me know that you're out here with me. Just say, hey, hey, or what's up, what's up. Or what's what, what's what, however you want to give it. Also, know that you can always inbox me on in my regular, you know, my normal inbox um, on Facebook. My name is Chastity, the Emperor's Dorsey. Yes, that's my government forte. Um, but y'all know the girl as Chastril. That is my IG, Chastril underscore seven. Hit me up on either one of those inboxes. If you want to know anything about the show or any of Anything about any shows coming through here on Be Exposed, don't hesitate to go to the website www.beexposedradio.com for everything Be Exposed Media. Definitely check it out. If you want to be a guest, you want to be a sponsor, you got an event going on, guess what? Come get your ad, get your commercial because, yeah, that's just the love we give right here. Be ready because it has to be exposed. But don't leave me hanging on here, okay? Come through and talk to me. Let me know what's going on. Uh, like I was saying, send me a comment anytime in my personal inbox. Let me know what y'all want me to talk about, what news you want me to give our views on, right? Because I'm in here talking about it. But you definitely better know that we ain't talking about this together. Yes, you can get your ad through beexposedradio.com. Slash advertise. Let us get your information on out there. I have a personal. Oh my goodness, I have to do it. I swear, people be clocking me for real for tick for tack sometimes. Um, I be thinking, but I don't know if it's that. But my homeboy that I've been trying to get on my show since I started on August the eleventh. Oh my goodness, he is ready to um have a party so he sent it to me and i was like okay good and i was like good hopefully we put that with you still share the show so then he stood back and said like share the flight i'm like what that guy did i'm gonna get him and his name is what i told him it need to be um spank but yeah i gotta share that flyer to that party is definitely gonna be one of those one of those you hear me um but i gotta get him on the show I got to get him on the show. And I would love to get you on here. Yeah, so whatever is your business or whatever is the business, or you just want to come on here and tell your business or somebody else's business, let's talk about it. Because, I mean, 
It might be your news, but we can definitely still give it our views. Y'all know when I started out and I was doing the what in the worlds and the what in the what. I also was telling y'all like I wanted to do the questions. Um, I don't know. We, we call them segments. I got so many ideas. I told y'all I got so many ideas that sometimes it's all up in this space and sometimes it's all over the place. But my attention is always wow. Um, but like I said, send this to me. Let me know what y'all want to talk about so we can talk about it while I'm here doing the same thing, always telling you, you better live. Okay, we talked about a few things. I told y'all about my boy, Roy McGrath. Yeah, they didn't kill my boy. They didn't kill my boy, Roy McGrath. Yes, Roy is deceased, and I'm going to let that man rest in peace. I've been talking about him. People have been telling me, stop talking about him. Nobody is worrying about him. Yes, he is a future fugitive, but he is not um, a violent man. What did he do but steal money? But guess what? They killed him over that money. I don't know what went out or what happened, but now he is deceased. We also talked about the Baltimore mayor's um, announcement of the fiscal year budget. Yes, it's a big, 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 big budget. And a lot of it is going towards education, youth, and violence, which is a plus. Oh, yeah, and getting some more people in that DPW because they need to do something about this recycling. Look, because I admit, now I just doze it in the trash. Now, once my can get over full, I don't even be pressed. I got a neighbor, she's been trying to recycle these, which name base where it's saying on there to recycle whatever, but every time they don't take it, I think they ain't taking it. So I had to tell her the next time, I think they're not taking it because it's in a plastic bag. So just dump it out and place it in the can. Um, I had told her the wrong thing the last time because I'm like, well, put it back in the recycling and see if they'll take it again. When I meant to tell her, oh, trash day is the more Friday. Throw that in the trash and let that go ahead and don't let that um, blow all around. So we'll see. We will see if they can get this recycling um, thing back together. But yes, I would encourage you. Yes, recycle all you can. It is a good thing. But when that thing get to overflowing, it's a trash day too. The trash will come because that's what I heard from the grapevine that that's where the most stuff is going anyway. <laughs> that's where the most stuff is going anyway when they collect it and recycle them because they don't have the means to handle all of the capacity to handle the upload of it. Because so many of us started recycling that wasn't. Yeah, they had a big push on that. And we was doing really, really good with it. So I don't know. And, and, it, and it backfired. And it was backfired. It was, it was too much. It was too much. So I know before, y'all know before the rats and stuff like that, things of that nature, was a huge problem here um, in the city. It's pretty much contained. You still see rats, but not like you used to. I don't know. Not like you... You used to. Um, and it's, you see stranglers, little stranglers or whatever else like that um, and everything, but not like you used to. Not like you used to. And then that'd be something, too, because, you know, you'll call 311 um, if you see. And I remember I was at a house and the same like they was digging a little back and back and they dragging their feet um, to come. So I know that it's supposed to be an effort to do something about the recycling, but I hope it's an effort, too, when they do that for the DPW to kind of handle or address a couple of things in that sanitation department because I know they used to drag their feet too you call them for the rats, they drag their feet, they come out with a pool and then they dead rat, whatever and they don't even want to get it out so, I don't know I don't know I don't know, but they doing something 
and people were saying that this scene that we seen that I've reported on about this big group of youth that was just down in downtown Baltimore yesterday, people were saying that that's just the start of it. I mean, I agree. I was having the same thoughts too, was saying, you know, when it comes to good vibes and the good vibes, here comes the bad trends. Um, but again, if people are in areas and they ain't doing nothing, they ain't doing nothing, let them do them. I mean, yes, be on alert. Don't be no fool. Be safe. You know, you want to be safe. Make sure you're safe in your space and in all of your surroundings. Um, but at the same time, give these you something to do. Give us something to do. Shoot, me as an adult, I be saying, we ain't got nothing to do. It's the same bars, the same clubs. <laughs> a lot of those places that I don't even frequent <laughs> that uh, people still going. But that's why I probably can't meet <laughs> nobody. <laughs> that's right, Bob. Look, I always say the biggest thing is trash, but that's right, why? Because I don't go out enough or whatever else like that. And then half of these spots, where these people frequent anyway, I don't want to meet nobody up in there in no way. Because they'd be the same people that be there every every Monday up uh Melba's mingle money or whatever. So that'd be the same people that's there every week. And I ain't knocking nobody that go. If that's your thing, that's your thing. I'm just saying it ain't for me. But anyway, more breaking news here in Baltimore City. So that was the good part of it. That was the good part of it, the budget, knowing that a lot of it is being allocated to youth. But then on the other side of news that's breaking here in Baltimore is that report, that report that just came out about the archdiocese of Baltimore and all of these horrific, 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 I don't want to say allegations of abuse, but I think a lot of it's already been confirmed now. So it's past the allegation, past the allegation. These are actual moments that took place. People would definitely repeat it, repeat it instances of sexual abuse. Um, the report is alleging that at least 600 children, at least 600, and if they say at least 600, then honey, I'm here to tell you that at least it was 2,400, okay? Six times that. Um, at least 600 children between 1940s and 2002. Since the 1940s and 2002, at least 600 children. And that's why I say if they say 600 is at least 2,400 because these are the ones that was reported. Nothing was done about because the clergy was aware. That's what's coming on too, that the clergy was aware, but they were more concerned not in the safety and the protection of the kids, but the bad outlook that the Catholic Church would get because of all these instances of sexual abuse that they were aware of. So essentially it was hidden. It was hidden. They kept it hush-hush. They knew about it. I guess there used to be lawsuits or whatever, um, whatever, but the clergy, the priests, or however was the clergy member would go on to another chapter that sees and work somewhere else or go to another state and work still within these Catholic church um organization so um the merlin legislation this comes about the report comes about as soon as the merlin legislation has root to get rid of the time restraint so basically well the state limitation so basically you know crimes such as nature sexual abuse um i think really on any crimes or whatever everyone knows that it is a statute of limitation meaning it is a time frame into which you can bring 
can officially charge someone. So I don't know exactly what that time frame is, but Merlin has just voted to end it for child abuse related to civil lawsuits. So this report is coming out um, just in a break of that. And it is being thought that you're going to see a lot of influx on these civil lawsuits come out as more victims tell of their instances of sexual abuse and how they were victimized through the Catholic Church. Um, now, it's saying between the years of 1940 and 2002, uh, and what I was seeing on some information is that it actually like heightened this investigation here for the Baltimore one um, because of the one that came out on the Boston Globe um, into the abuse and the scandal, and that was back in 2002. So now, what is that? Like nearly two decades later, after that in 2002, and then the victims that they're reporting on with the 1940s, 2002, that was over two decades ago. So again, this was still happening. Um, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I'm alleging. Um, and again, that's my opinion too, if they are admitting to 600, then it definitely was more than that. It's really sad. It's really sad to know um, we know um, situations such as this um, a lot of people always just say in um, black culture or African culture, um, when we have pedophiles in our family or sex abusers or people that molest the kids, um, whatever else the case is that it was always cussed, kept hush-hush. Um, but again, it ain't just black people. This happens all the time. And unfortunately, it's been happening in the Catholic church for years. Y'all know them jokes that used to be about them Catholic um churches. I remember when I was little, they used to say that. They used to always be like, if you go over there in our church, they're going to touch you and different things like that. And they used to say that the kids, that's why the kids that went to Catholic school was promiscuous. Y'all know that little joke. They used to say the Catholic girls and stuff like that that went to the church and stuff. They was freaks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's what I was saying when I was a kid. I, I literally remember that. Gosh, y'all see that information, 156. 600 bruises over 80 years. That is ridiculous. I also was seeing some information where it was one um, that was put out about uh, um, Archdiocese out in Pennsylvania that had over a thousand, over a thousand victims. And I think it was like 298 or something priests out there. And, and this ain't the only one because there's 19 similar um, investigations to just one that was here in Baltimore and Pennsylvania. That one I just mentioned about Pennsylvania just was another case where they was having it too. So this has been going on for a very, very, very long time. And it is a disgrace. It is a disgrace. Um, only currently, I also seen information that one person, um, since there's a report has come out, only one person has been indicted. Also, obviously, a lot of people um, a lot of these suspects, who were these priests and whoever were these clergy members that were doing these um, horrific crimes uh, um, to these children, a lot of them had passed on, a lot of them had died, and a lot of them, far as with criminal charges, that limitation, that statute of limitation has passed, so none of them um, will be um, criminally charged, but it does not stop their efforts to do a civil lawsuit. So that's why it, it's been alleged that we will be seeing a lot of civil lawsuits come out. Um, it's one person who has been indicted. So if one person has been indicted, I'm thinking that 
his that situation and what he did, what he did in sexually molesting or sexually abusing a kid, that it wasn't that long ago because that's telling me if he was able to be indicted, that it did not bump them out from the criminal statute of limitations of him being able to be charged. But yes, um, the report listed like the information showed more than 150 briefs, 156. Um, you see it right there. Um, at least 600 victims saying at least 600 victims. So even that information right there that you see on the screen is saying that it was more than 600. And I said that, I said that if it's coming out that it was 600, then I'm going to say it's 24. I'm going to say it's 24. It was going on, I'm going to say 2,400. Over 80 years, and they knew it. That's what makes it so sad. And they knew it. I think that's what it always makes it so sad in these cases of sexual abuse, especially when it's carried out by um, organizations, whether it be religious, um, any type of um, organization that serves family, serves kids, and then they commit crimes like this. And then to know that it's known, even in the families. Um, even in the families, like I said, when we um, hear about situations of pe people being uh, molesters and sexual abusers within families, um, close family members, and they've been kept hush hush. That that that's a real tragedy. When you know or you have some information that a kid is being touched, or even a kid going that, knowing they're being touched, knowing that they came to an adult. Um, as I will hope, they will encourage any child to do, and then nothing happens, or they're not believed, or um, no actions are taken, or it's kind of just like pushed under the rug. And even in this situation, like at this Catholic church, um, I did see that it's new bands now. Um, prior to this report coming out, like it's new bands, like if these allegations happen now, and you're charged, you know, being a Catholic priest or whatever, like they kind of banned you from service, um, but it's crazy that they did not have all of this stuff kind of put into place when they knew it was happening. Happening, They said they knew. They knew that it was happening, but they was more concerned. They didn't want a bad look on the Catholic preach when a bad look, it, it looked bad to hide it. <laughs> so, it looked even, it looked worse now. So, I don't get that 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 line of thinking and it is so unfortunate and it's tragic that it happened in this religious institution and so many children when they're there pursuing the love and the passion and the better relationship with God that's something so tragic what happened to them yes we're going to talk about that some more I'm going to bring up some stories that I already talked about and of course we're going to talk about these uh these holidays now well not holidays but yeah holidays holidays and birthdays and all that Happening in the month of April, these zodiac signs are still up. These Aries are in the Gemini's. Oh no, them tosses up next. But I gotta take a commercial break. Don't you go nowhere. I'll be right back right here on You Better Live. Break with me and then come back and talk to me some more. All right. The Style Lounge Boutique for a different caliber of service. The Style Lounge Boutique. For clothing that fits your lifestyle. The Style Lounge Boutique. At 1734 Maryland Avenue. Trust me, you're going to love it here. 
come through here every Thursday and talk to you. I'm telling you, Thursday be coming fast, baby. If I get over that hump on that Wednesday, I'll be like, yeah, I never show tomorrow. And if y'all knew all the talking, y'all think I'll be talking up a storm on here. If y'all just knew all the talking I was doing on the back scenes to try to make sure I'm, <laughs> I'm through and I'm going to have my show together, have something to talk to y'all about and somebody for me to talk to on here, y'all be like, ooh, 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 ooh. All I'm going to say is, I rest when I can rest, okay? But I was like, you know what? I'm starting to feel slighted because all this stuff that I'll be doing, I think people just like to talk to me, just not on the air. <laughs> just not on the air. And it's okay because I'm going to keep on going. No matter who is rocking, I'm definitely going to keep on rolling and doing what I feel God has destined for me. So again, thank you for everyone who has supported me since day one. Shout out to all my guests who have made the time, my previous guests have made the time to come on here and talk to me on the air or off the air. I see y'all out there doing y'all thing, living it like y'all know how, and I'm so proud of y'all, and I'm inspired, I'm motivated, and I'm encouraged. Um, Shout out, shout out to my sister Keisha. I always... <laughs> Give my sister a shout out because I'm going to tell you she love up on the girl something special. She is just one of those sisters who knows um, when I be going through. And kind of when I go through, y'all, I'm like anybody else. A lot of times I shut down because I'm just always one of those lights that want to share nothing but light and love and want to encourage people. But I have my moments and I be going through things. And now I'm one of them person, people that when I'm going through things, I don't like to really cast that on nobody else. I know people are supposed to be there to support you. And that's what we say. If you're going through something, talk to somebody if you had people. Um, but I just don't be want nobody to feel that. Like when I'm down, I don't want to put that on nobody else. Like I know people care for me and they love for me. And I know that I need to do better or reaching out and talking to people and combining in people. Um, but I do struggle with that. Um, but my sister Keisha, I'm telling you, I was not responding because I just was not in that space to talk. I kind of was also fasting um, from my phone because sometimes when I get in those moods too, um, and also being Holy Week, I was fasting um, from certain things. Starting last week, I was fasting for certain things. Um, had special prayer meditations up for my mom um, who continues to battle cancer. I'm telling y'all, y'all, that's one of the roughest of the toughest things um we know of course people that are living with the terminal illness and illness of course definitely is a struggle um for them i could not even imagine because again um i'm not the one going through it i'm just there to support her as she's going through but i'm telling you um and anybody who can tell you who has to be that support system for someone who is going through something so terrible and detrimental as that can tell you that it it kills you it 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 really i cannot explain it i cannot explain it that's why i'm just giving y'all uh my little situation and if you're out there um and you've been through it i know we here i know you know where i'm coming from and it's just not easy so i try to stay up because of course i'm like this lady is strong and this lady we keep on fighting and who am i to be moping and be all down 
um, when she's trying to stay up. But yeah, it's tough, y'all. Not only um, because she's going through that, but because it's my mother, you know, because it's my mother and that's all I got. That's all I have um, right there. That's all literally that I have. So it's just bad. You know, a lot of times when you face with things in life, you do, you do. You have to keep on going. You have to keep on pushing through, but you do sometimes have to sit and acknowledge what you're going through and take it for what it is. And sometimes I'm just always in a strong mode. Like I say, I'm just always in a strength mode, always in this positive vibe mode. Um, that that be my push. I don't have time to feel down. I don't have time to be there. But my reality is that sometimes I am down and sometimes I am sad. And some situations that I'm going to go through are sad and I'm going to hang you down. It's not okay. And it's okay um, for me to feel like that. You know what I mean? And have my moments and stuff like that. Everything don't call for, you know, just, I don't know. You're going to have those moments. You're going to be down, but you just got to keep on. You got to keep on moving. You got you to gotta keep on going. You got to keep on moving. Um, and that's what I've been trying to do. But just like I said, shout out to my sister because I was fast and I wasn't answering my phone or nothing. She just kept on calling me, sending me texts and stuff like that. And it did do something for me. Um, it was just confirmation God is letting me know that I got to get better with reaching out because it is people out here that love you and they do care because you love and you care for people. So um, I blessed you. Um, with this support system to be able to have that, even when um, those people you thought should have been there for you wasn't or whatever, I've supplied you more people. So I had to realize and recognize um, that blessing and what God has given me in friendships and companionships and connections and everything else like that. So kudos to her because I know she be going um, through her stuff too, but she always... Um, Let's me know that she loves me and she cares to me. Her and her mama. Her and my mama early. Also, my neighbor. My mama Renee, my neighbor Sinead, whatever. We've been neighbors for years or whatever. So they always checking on me, making sure I'm doing all right. But just like I said, if anybody is going through that, oh, my goodness, I have a special place in my heart for you because it is hard. It is hard. It is hard to see somebody that you love going through and being sick like that and there's nothing you really can do um but to be there i'm telling y'all it's a task it's a task that is wearing on me but i thank god for it i thank god for it and i've been having my moments lately y'all where i just been crying and crying and crying um but all of them have not been sad tears some of them been um happy tears and realization tears like really happening to so i know god like i tell you god will work on you not always how you want him to and not every situation ain't gonna be what you want it to be baby and but you know like i said i'm ex god for some things i've asked him for certain things and he has certainly given it to me and it might not be in a manner in which i thought it was coming and strength is one of them strength and compassion Yes, I remember praying, praying for these things. God um, enhanced my strength um, enlightened me in a way to make me more compassionate. You know what I mean? Because I'm a, I'm, I'm a realist. I'm a real person. And I'm compassionate. But there were certain things I prayed for. And woo, let me tell you, did God show up? And there has been some hard things <laughs> that he has allowed to show up in my life to make sure that he's a blessing me for what I prayed for. Um, so just be Real vision in that, y'all, that I'm telling you, power of life and death, 
lies in the power of your tongue. Speak life into your life, into your situations. I'm telling you, and be careful what you pray for. Be careful what you pray for. Manifest, but manifest the best for you. Um, I had some things going on. I told y'all too. I felt like I was having some things going on in my house. What's your name? I was playing last week. After the show, I did take the COVID test. It was negative, so I didn't breach <laughs> or jeopardize the safety or the health of anybody that I had came around. But I think it's a little bit of breakdown or that physical um, health is going on now. I've been having an issue with my arm, but it's not like a bone in my hip too, but it's not like a bone. It feels like more so something going on my nerves. I don't know. I don't know. It was because in my head, I was feeling a little ill, not ill, like crazy ill in my head, but just my thoughts wasn't as positive as I always try to keep them lately. Not that I was wishing any bad or anyone or bad on my situation, but I just was down. I just was like, you know, holy moly, it don't stop. It's the same old stuff. And that's just where I was at. And I was beating myself up and I was beating my situation up and I just felt beat up. I'm telling y'all, I just was there. I just felt beat up. And I was like, oh my goodness, when am I going to get a break before I break? And of course, the same information come back to bless me how I always bless me is things going on with other people other situations that I was aware of and it just made me say thank you God I'm going through but I ain't going through that and right in those moments of my weakness there I was again praying for myself and praying for someone else um, that made me think about a good friend from the neighborhood Kim, Kim Green, rest in power sis, rest in power um, yes, coming up Kim Brown skin and a blonde hair. Yeah, she was rocking a blonde hair before the eve and all them other chicks did it. Um, grew up with her in Chapel Hill. People know that's Broadway um, homes that has a project that was right there. Um, but the good sister is gone. I don't know what the circumstances was and it doesn't even really matter. Um, Kim did hair like no other up in them projects. Yes, I remember trying to scrape up my change. Um, to try to get a hairstyle, but I don't think she ever, I don't think I ever got it in my head, but I know she gave me some tips. I know she gave me some tips on what she name, because I used to be a little bit of my thing too. I know she gave me some tips, but she just was always loving. I remember she was staying down at the Prince Projects. I remember going down there and visit her um, with my mother's sister and sit around and laugh and everything else like that we used to do and have our little drinks and all that other good stuff and just talk and just reminisce. So yeah, she is going to be missed. Um, it is so tragic all the time. Um, and it's true what they say. A lot of times we don't get together and see one another unless it's for a funeral service. But even in those moments, I give thanks because aside from that, I probably, um, the people who I'm ready to go and greet, and comfort and won't come for me at her service. I usually wouldn't run to them on a normal basis like we used to, whatever. You know, everybody's grown up. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. So that's just the way. That's just the way of the world. It's no um, pun intended. I always tell people, never out of sight, out of heart, and out of mind. You know, just because I don't see y'all, or even if I don't talk to y'all, I think about y'all often. 
Um, I did try to get better when I think about people, holler at people, send a text, send a wish name, but people so used to phone me and phone me stuff, right? So even when I was doing that, and then I would get the response or whatever, then I'd be going through, uh, or be going through something. I don't want nobody to ask me how you doing, and then I got to be all um, honest and say not too good or whatever. But I did better this time because when people were reaching out to me, like, are you okay? Um, God told me to make it a point and say, nope, but it is going to be. It is going to be. So that's where I was at. And that's how I was giving it out. Nope, I'm not okay. This is the same stuff not fair. A lot of it, like I said, was stemming from, you know, what my mother is going through and just, you know, being in that space, knowing I need to follow up with a, a, a couple of things. Um, just all of that, that anxiety, um, all of that. So again, I took my COVID test. I didn't have COVID, but I really do believe something is going on. So I'm trying to be careful not to, you know, speak anything, whatever, but I do got to do some follow-ups, guys. And again, I encourage you to follow up, do whatever type of screenings or whatever you have. It's definitely more vital for me now with certain things that um, is the norm for my family that's kind of like um, passed down um, not passed down, but yeah, you know, stuff like that. It's more vital for me to get tested because these things or these illnesses run in my family, you know, these screenings of cancer and different things like that. I definitely um, have to get on top of that and um, different stuff like that. So um, if that's your case as well, stay on top of it. We know a lot of these illnesses too, that they believe are hereditary. A lot of them come from our habits um, as people or what our habits was and the families eating a certain type of way, you know, them high blood pressures, the diabetes and things of that nature. Um, and of course, obesity. So again, I'm trying to do everything that I can every day to live healthier, um, be healthier, feel better, look better um, about me. But you already know if you living, that's a struggle. And it's so <laughs> Food is so high, and especially the healthier stuff um, is higher, and it's limited, limited options. But I'll be doing what I can do to do what I can do and still be here, because I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be 100. I want to be 110, but I want to be 110 moving. And if I got to be letting it be, y'all got to um, wash me up and do all that, then y'all... I don't know. I ain't going to say that because I guess God do. He want to do what you right. So he's still seeing your purpose or whatever else like that. But I don't want to be that. I don't want to be like that and be no vegetable. I want to be one of those ones when they be like amazing. How old you is? I want to be like that when I turn, you know, 70 and 80. When people say, girl, you ain't no 70. You ain't no 80 looking like you, um, you 30 or you something like that. That's, you know, I want to be one of those still, still, Still moving around, still talking my junk. Not stuff in bed and all that with no paper on. I still want to be sitting there eating all my little fish. You know? You know? You know? Rolling my white boys or whatever. I was like that be my festivities and my activities at that age. But uh, I want to be one of those that's still moving about. I don't want to be one of those that ain't doing nothing. That's just me. I don't know. What y'all think? I don't know. I don't know. But um, let me get this last little what in a what. 
that I wanted to bring about because you know the topic was holy moly, it won't stop. And again, every week I am constantly reporting on things, things that I feel that are interesting, trying to give it to you, your news, our views, give you, you know, my thoughts on it, Lord spending the course. Get yours and see what you think about it. Um, and the holy moly, it won't stop because guess what? It be the same stuff, don't it? Tragedy after tragedy all the time. Different cities, not just here. Um, if it ain't a school shooting, it's a, it ain't a school shooting. It being a mass shooting at the school. Um, a crowd shooting. Innocent bystanders getting killed. It's always something. Police brutality. Uh, police involved shootings. Um, and yes, again, another one and another one and another one. Um, but this one, this civil rights, we keep on talking about all these civil rights investigations. Um, so we know it's going to be an influx in it because this report and this archdiocese just now came out. Um, but yes, we got another civil rights investigation. Um, this is from a situation that actually happened last month in Washington, D.C. Yes, um, last month, an encounter. Um, with the police in Washington, D.C. last month on March the 18th, to be exact, a young man, 17-year-old, Delaneo Martin, was killed. He was killed. Um, body camera was just released, and the release of this body camera's footage, they have now just lost an investigation. Um, video releases comes amid scrutiny, of course, like I said, always reporting the same thing, amid the scrutiny of Police brutality, police brutality, and excessive force. Well, we know that's always the case when it comes to our black folks, but it's not only just us, it's just mainly us. So I ain't going to try to even make um, that notion that they ain't bumping up and fucking up, excuse my language, <laughs> some other races out here. Yeah, they do, but they killing us more rapidly and they bumping us up. And knocking us up and fucking us up. See my language again, more so than any other race. Um, but in this encounter, um, like I said, it led to the death. Um, allegedly, when he was shot, he died at the scene. Um, two departments or two departments um, were involved in this the U.S. Park Police, as well as the Metro the Washington Metro Police. Um, the situation is like um, the Metropolitan Police, they arrived first, um, initially like nine in the morning um, to report about a stolen vehicle. When they arrived at like nine o'clock, they allegedly seen Mr. Martin. He looked into the vehicle and it looks like the ignition was punched. Um, this was allegedly a stolen vehicle that they had been coming to do the investigation on. So I guess it was reported earlier that a car had been stolen. Someone wound up seeing the car and they pulled up on the scene. First one there was the Metro Police out in Washington, D.C. They seen that ignition punch and the young man was in the vehicle sleep. Um, later on, the U.S. Park Police, they came to the scene. So both of these agencies were discussing on the body camera how they should address the situation. Um, how they should approach it and everything else like that. Um, now, there were talks on the body cameras. There was a lot of talks that maybe they should box the window um, to get them out. Again, remember, when they show up to the scene, yes, it was about the stolen car. The assailant was in the vehicle, but he was asleep. 
So the Metro Police and the U.S. Park Police, they gathering and had time. They on the side. They talking about how we going to address this. Maybe we about to out the window or whatever. Was talks back and forth on the cameras. Um, it even was a talk. Uh, one of them was saying, well, you know, if we bust the window, we guys going to start him. He just going to start the ignition and drive off. We don't want nobody to be hurt. So they was over there. They had enough time to try to discuss it, try to come on a spread strategy. Um, again, according to the police body cameras, they didn't want nobody to get hurt. But again, someone got killed. Um, so what happened was um, they later heard on one of the other body cameras, the police now, they haven't released any of these police names, any of their statuses as far as their employment or any type of reprimands for them. They were saying that that's inside their um, their policy, that they do not share that um, publicly. Only thing that they can share publicly that this civil rights investigation had taken place. Now, and again, this is from last month. Had y'all heard about it? Because I did not hear about it. I did not hear about it. I told you a lot of times, I'm telling you, you got to look for news and then when you get the news you gotta be trying to find out the news because guess what it's two sides to the story and then it's the truth and then it's always the other stuff that you know yes that's the picture of mr martin that just now came on the screen um his mother miss therese tara martin um mother of i think it was 10 he had nine siblings him being her fifth child she was saying that um her son had some challenges but he was on a push for a different um a different life for itself after the birth of his son and he was doing better. Um, but again, this car was supposed to be stolen. He was asleep. But what happened was once they came up with their strategy, what had been determined is that I guess one of the windows had some plastic or something in there. The police were saying that he would cut it out. He would get in the vehicle. Um, kind of similar to what one of their first strategies that they were trying to go out about to do. Um, they didn't want nobody to get hurt. He was asleep. I don't know why they didn't just open the door or bust the window and get to grab them. I don't know. But what they decided to do is they entered the car through this plastic, cut it, sat in the back seat, and then kind of started shouting out their commands. Now, part of the footage that I seen when they shouted, he kind of woke up, he was startled, he started the car, he started driving. Um, so the police who was in the back seat of the vehicle still screaming out commands, stop the car, stop the car, just pull over, let me out, let me out. Then you later hear him say, pull over, stop the car, or I'll shoot. And that's what he did. He shot from this back seat. Um, according to the coroner's report, he was shot six times, and he died immediately on the scene, even though he was transferred to court it. Sorry, Aria Hospital, he died immediately on the scene, scene shot six times. And then, of course, it came out later that they found a gun in the vehicle, um, which came out later. But um, initially, from when they were reporting, they showed up. He was in a car. It was allegedly a stolen vehicle, but he was asleep. So I don't know. Um, I can understand it being a stolen vehicle or whatever else like that. But immediately when you're seeing him sleep, kind of in the car, just laying there, I don't know what threat that presented um, far as him being a threat or if he was a threat at all. I know that the police officer probably felt in fear when he did wake up and he took off. But again, he was asleep. He was startled. He just woke up, started the car. He started 
So I don't know. I don't know what his train of thought was. Um, but to me, it is tragic that he was killed. I'm thinking that if they showed up and they had time to kind of strategize, you would think that the situation would not lead to a death, um, that they had time to strategize and it was not in the heat of the moment, even though they were strategizing in the heat of the moment, but it wasn't like as soon as they got there, they reacted. They were kind of like on the side talking about it. How could they approach it? Um, so no one could get hurt. And one of the police is on there saying that several times. We don't want nobody to get hurt. One other police on the body camera, you can kind of hear him saying, um, if he pulls off, let him go. If he pulls off, let him go. So for the life of me, I don't know. Because they already was thinking that he was going to wake up and be startled and take off. So I don't know who decided that this police should actually enter the vehicle. Um, now, of course, there's already reports of, what is it? Like the... Um, like the board or the organization that kind of represents the police, they're already agreeing with his actions, saying because it was a stolen vehicle, they were doing what they had to do to address the thing. But again, when they showed up, he was asleep. He was in the car asleep. So I don't, I don't know if y'all had time to strategize. I don't know. You would think they would have came up with a good, better strategy. And what they were saying, they didn't want to happen. No one to get hurt. Like how did that wind up happening? Why did you jump in this back seat? Why did you jump in this back seat? And then when he pulled off, or whatever was the case, I mean, when you got in the back seat, he already had his gun out. So can you just imagine waking up to that? I mean, if they're saying it was a stolen car, then of course, yeah, he would wake up. Oh man, I'm caught with us. I don't know with the whole. Sierra, I don't know. I don't know the whole background of that story. All I know is that it was a young brother, seventeen, sleep in the stolen car. Something that's normal, a stolen car that shouldn't be that too at that point. But why is he dead? Why is he shot? Why? Why was that the strategy? Why are you in the back of the car? Why are you shooting? I mean, shouting to stop, stop, pull over. If you don't pull over, then I'll shoot. Even him driving or pulling off in a stolen vehicle wasn't a threat. I mean, you're in the back seat. I know you were scared, but what? Was it he was thinking his life was in danger or the, the guy was going to crash or what was going to happen? There wasn't no gun on you. So um, I don't even see the point of them saying that as well. Of course, they're going to put that out and say that now because they have to make it make sense. See, they have to make it make sense. So now they got to add, yeah, it was a gun found in the scene or whatever else like that. So somewhere in the story, the police are going to try to come out and say they already seen the gun. But the way that it's being reported is that the gun wasn't found to after all of this occurred. After all of this occurred. So pray for the Martin family. Again, holy moly, it do not stop. Never black man killed by the police. I can't say unarmed in this case because, of course, after they started the investigation, they found a gun in the vehicle. But again, the gun was not pulled out. It was not brandished at the police or anything else like that. So I don't understand. I, I mean, I don't understand the threat. I know that it was a stolen vehicle. I know that the police in there, um, that's not even the pursuance. That's like in the, they're trying to apprehend him, I guess, um, as they're um, investigating the stolen vehicle. Um, they decided that this police would get in the back of this car and they would shout their commands on the outside and he would do it on the inside and it led up 
to this young 17-year-old Delaney O'Martin being killed. That's such a precious picture of there of his son. It's, it's always said, it's always said anybody um, that you hear. But again, you don't think, even with the, the influx of all this um, senseless and this violence crime, you don't think that you, of course you never want to think that your family member or your child, anyone would be killed by anyone. That, that's the most devastating, I think, way to go or one of the most realization, devastating realizations to have to even take in as a parent that your child was killed. But you certainly, you typically, I don't think people think about being killed by the police, but unfortunately, that's our reality. As Black people every day in America, that that is our reality, that that is our reality, that any encounter with the police can be the end of our lives. And that is what's really is the sad part. Like, that's the reality for us. Like, any encounter with the police can eventually bend the end of our lives. And on March 18th, the encounter that Mr. Delaney Martin, 17 years old, had with the police ended his life. Yes, it ended his life. Um, so we'll see. Keep your eyes um, open on that. They were strategizing. They said that if he take off, let him go. Um, do different things. I, I don't know. It's just different stuff that I'm thinking. I don't. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was something else. I'm sure that the police could have did rather than shoot. Like if you don't pull over, I'm gonna shoot. He was in the back. I, I don't know. He could have talked him out of it. I don't, I don't think it was necessary to shoot him. I guess he was scared. I thought he, I guess he thought he was going to crash the car. But he could have grabbed him, talked to him, anything. Even their approach. I don't think they should have ever send him in that car. To be like that in the back of the car. If y'all already had the thought that he was going to start the ignition and pull off. And then y'all was already saying that if he would do that, y'all was going to let him go. So why? I'm just the outside of the car. We would have right. He would try to bust the window, immediately try to grab him, do something of that soon. As soon as you bust the window, boom, reach right in there and pull him whatever. Check the doors. Did y'all check the doors to see if they was unlocked or anything? I know the ignition was pumped, but I I got questions. And I'm gonna find out. And I'm saying too many ums. So that's why when I get to do it all of ums and everything like that, I'm really thinking about it. My mind wondering it. So I gotta go back in the lab, gotta go back and get my information, and I'm gonna bring it back to it because we're gonna talk about that some more. But rest in peace to um the lane Neo Martin. I love his name. Prayers and love extended to his family, his mom, Miss Tara Martin, mother nine. He was the fifth child fatally killed by the police last month. It has now launched a civil rights investigation. So we'll see what comes of that. And unfortunately, it may be what comes with so many of them that we see. They get away with it. Of course, the mother is demanding, like any mother would, and their child get killed by the police or anybody for the police to be arrested. She's saying in this evident what they did to her son after these police cameras came out, which she got the view, I think, yesterday uh, as well. Well, she might have been a day. Well, whatever they was released, she just got to review them as well. And it was devastating to her, I can only imagine, because even the part that I seen was devastating. It was really hard to watch. 
someone getting shot from the back seat of a car. And as soon as he gave that demand, he said, if it don't pull over, I'll shoot. And he shot, and he shot, and he shot him six times. And he shot, 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 and he shot six times. And he shot him six times. The car crashed into a house. Thankfully, no one in the house was injured. I don't think even with the police injured, but immediately um, with the gunshot, he was killed and he ran to the house and he was killed. He was killed. Well, he already died from the gunshot wounds, but he ran into the house. No one in the house was injured. So I don't think the impact of him crashing into the house added to his injury, but again, I'm sure that it did all of it all together. Just was a shot period because as soon as he woke up, he just got the going. So I don't know if the car was on. There's a whole bunch of questions. I don't know, but keep your eyes open. I'm telling y'all, don't sleep. Once you woke, you cannot sleep, and it does not stop. Y'all keep seeing the same old stuff going on and this happened. It's an unfortunate event, but it happened for a reason and it happens when things happen. It's for us to keep on keeping our eyes open. So rest in peace to Mr. Martin. This happened in Washington, D.C. And yeah, it's what happens around the world. And it keeps on 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 happening. That's what happens around the world. Uh, so a lot of people were saying, well, he was in a stolen vehicle. You do the crime. That's what it comes on, so it comes to. And I get that. Yeah, he, I guess, allegedly did a crime. Yeah, he stole the car. But again, you know, here I go with my guns. You usually don't die. You're usually not shot by the police six times at the a stolen vehicle. You know, and if it was a chase or whatever, if the police was not in the car, he would have just been let go and then they would have continued the investigation, but probably tried to gather to um, arrest him later or on another date, but it would not have ended in death. So the strategy they came up with was not a good one. And that's what the troubling part is. That what you're going to say now, this was not in the midst. This was not in the midst of a situation. This was not, it was an encounter, but it wasn't a confrontation. Meaning when y'all approached it saying he wasn't, he wasn't woke. So it wasn't like y'all was getting any backlash from him or he was resisting or he was not responding to y'all orders initially. No, y'all got in the car. Y'all said, freeze, police, don't move. And he woke up and he startled, he pulled off. And this police is in his car, scared, and he shot him six times. So we don't know yet what happened or how what's happening with the police now that the civil rights investigation has been launched because they ain't telling us anything about his status. They're not telling us anything about the right man, meaning his status. Is he suspended? Is he with pay? Is he without pay? You know, that type of information. And they're saying that that's their policy within the department not to share that. So nothing is being shared. I didn't even see the information as far as who was the officer that was involved. The only thing that was being shared is that it was the U.S. Park Police and the Washington Metro Police. So this is right around the corner from Baltimore. You know, you hear it all the time. The fabulous, the wonderful DMB, the District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia, okay? 
that's down in D.C. This happened right down in D.C. I hadn't heard anything about it before. I was looking for information, different things to talk about y'all on the show. I kind of sometimes just um, Google, you know, breaking news or different things come across my phone. I also have a net uh, app. Um, what is it? The breaking news? What I will say that that I get a lot of information from reading on a lot of things. So I'll get one thing from one source and I'll kind of read around all different everywhere. Uh, me and Moni was talking about this before on how it really, really, really does something to you too to have to gather this information and these stories that come on here and report to them, uh, report on them. So I always say that it's uh, it's always something when you're going through and you know of somebody you know that's going through, even if it's not you, it kind of affects you in a way when you still know individuals who are going through. But it also affects you in a way when you don't even know them, but however you can still empathize with the situation because you didn't heard it before, or you were aware of something like that happening before. It's kind of like it's the same stuff. I feel like I'm living in the twilight in a big deja vu bubble sometimes. I do because it'd be the same stuff. How many mothers have to use their children to the police shooting them or being aggressive or even the violence against one another on these streets? How many? How many? You report on the same things. How many weeks do I come on here and I share information about that with you guys? A shoe student, I mean, uh, a school shooting, someone who has got shot, something about police brutality, something that's going on with the city government, with the cattle budgets, money, people stealing, thieving, all of that, and all of this, all in Holy Week. So, we talked about earlier too this disturbance or what they were calling in the disturbance downtown where the youth gathered down in the downtown of Baltimore. We know students and um, schools are on break for the spring break. What y'all doing for spring break? I hope y'all having some fun. Yes, I ain't having none. Well, I'm trying to have some, but they are out on break trying to find things to get into. We know that if you um, are under the religion of Christianity, we got Good Friday. Good Friday, not only for Christianity, other religions too. Um, but if you celebrate Easter, yes, it is upon us. Good Friday is tomorrow. And Sunday is Easter. And Monday is Easter Monday. I used to think that holiday was made up. But no, it's official. It's on the calendar. So city school students will be going back next week. Um, my son, who is in the charter, will have an additional week. He'll be going back on the 17th. Um, but prayers are definitely out for children to be safe in their space to have fun during the holiday and the Easter break. I hope they do. Good Friday is tomorrow. I'm going to make sure I get me a good piece of fish. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be over Northeast Market early, early. Because I want some steak fish. I want to make sure. And steak fish we getting sold out early. They kind of start... Around at like 11.30 but I might go to the market I might just go to the market and buy me some I always say that but I don't know how to cook it but I can't get it I see because I need to cook I'd be like fry hard fry hard but then when I get it I'd be feeling like I earned it or something. I don't know and I know how to cook but I gotta get that because steak fish that'd be my thing but anyway I'm gonna get me a good piece of fish put Mm, excuse me for tomorrow i see there's a lot of events going on in the city i'm saying people having fish fries and car games and everything else like that i'm also going to go over here to this comedy show tomorrow to see george Bloomberg. I'm trying to enjoy myself have me some adult time okay if you want to go call me 
hit me a message. I got a couple of free text tickets because I got them on a the flash sale. They up now. They like $30 now. But yeah, call me. I'll treat you. <laughs> you ain't got to go hang with me, but I'll give you a ticket. You meet me out there. I'll give you a ticket. You go on there on the roll call. Uh, but we talked about a whole bunch today. I hope you guys enjoy your spring break because y'all going to be right back at it. Um, next week, come the students and the teachers. Um here in Baltimore City, in the county. I've been umming myself out today, haven't I? I told you, I'm giving um because my mouth dropped. Mm. So I got to make sure I have some water next time. But I ran it down for y'all. Yes, I ran it down for y'all. I gave y'all the what's up with the what's ups and the what and the what's. We talked about all the scandalous sexual abuse by the archdiocese here in Baltimore. And they ain't the only ones. There's several reports 19 different ones, in fact, all up in Pennsylvania and wherever else like that. They alleging 600 here um, or more victims and over 18, no, 100 and something on this other report. I hate, look, it's a whole bunch. I'm going to report some more on, on y'all next week. But we talked about that. We talked about that budget came out. This thing going on downtown. We talked about that. I didn't get to talk to y'all about that LSU and that Ohio game, but shout out to LSU for winning it. The girl of Maryland um, native, Angel Reese. I always say Maryland native because that's how they do to make it sound good, right? But yeah, she was hanging out in Baltimore City going right down there. A former student of um, St. Francis. She also played here for um, Maryland um, University, University of Maryland. Then she moved on I'm um, to go to LSU and they the state champion. She did her thing. And there was some stuff going on too, all that about adjuster or something. Stuff that shouldn't have took precedence over the overall them winning the championship. But y'all know how they do. Mm. I'm gonna have to talk about that next week. But it's about my time to get on out of here. Yes, it is. I love talking to y'all. God bless you. God loves you. I will be back next week. What's going to be next week's show? I don't know. You know how I go if you want to know. You got to watch the show. Watch the show. Come back here with me every Thursday, 729, giving you your views, our news, where we get to learn and grow together and all that stuff. Well, I'm letting you know what's up with the what and the what's and the what's. All of that. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it gave, but it's more to like the dime. So, oh, you better live. Come back with me next week. Seven and nine on a Thursday to be exposed radio with the girl chess rule. I'll be here. You make sure you is too. I love y'all. See you next week. Ooh. Boom, boom, boom. My same little dance. I gotta get a different dance too. But it's all good. See y'all next week. The Style Lounge Boutique. For a different caliber of service, the Style Lounge Boutique. For clothing that fits your lifestyle, the Style Lounge Boutique at 1734 Maryland Avenue. Trust me, you're going to love this year.